0: it's over, it's over. Chiefs fans, this is the Sports Radio 810 WHB postgame show. The Chiefs have won, the Chiefs have won Super Bowl 57. If you want Chiefs, follow the leader. Sports Radio 810 WHB.
1: Even in the lean years. Even in the stressful years, even with ups and downs and unknowns and drop passes and sideline meltdowns and breakdowns of all sorts, even when nothing goes according to plan for the Kansas City Chiefs, when Patrick Mahomes plays quarterback, they go to the AFC championship game, period, full stop, yet again. Catch your breath, Kansas City. It'll have to be on the road this time as the Arrowhead Invitational begins to rotate around the American Football Conference. But the Kansas City Chiefs defeat the Miami Dolphins in the wild card round. They head to Buffalo, where Patrick Mahomes is now undefeated on the road in the playoffs. And this team with so many unknowns, with so many... Incomplete parts and with so many weeks of frustration, the Kansas City Chiefs are going back to the AFC Championship game. Welcome into the Sports Radio 810 WHB post game show. I am Joshua Briscoe, Dylan Michaels on the other side of the glass, and Covel Hudson producing the effort as well. 27 24 and on to Baltimore, but We will not begin looking ahead to the next matchup, at least not very soon here tonight. We'll take your calls, we'll bring your pressers from Buffalo, we'll talk to Matt Derrick, and we'll break down the things that happened in this game, the things that should have happened in this game, the things that should not have occurred, as the TV feed shows sobbing Bills fans and jogging happy Patrick Mahomes as we saw shots of the Kelsey family suite with Taylor Swift and Brittany Mahomes being completely eclipsed by a shirtless Jason Kelsey. The vibes for the Chiefs tonight had moments of near perfection. The football, of course, was imperfect. If the Chiefs would have lost this game, if Stefan Diggs catches that deep pass, if Josh Allen finds a receiver in the end zone in the final moments of the game there, we would talk first about the missed opportunities. We would talk first about the missed shots, the fumble through the end zone, the number of ways the Chiefs left opportunities On the table yet again in so many ways that were the the story of this season. But typically, history is told by the victors. And in this moment now, we can save the mind-numbing mistakes. The unthinkable frustration that showed up in so many ways. We can defer that just for the time being. Because the way the Chiefs won this game is actually the first story. In so many ways, this quote should have been a loss for the Chiefs. In so many ways, things went as poorly as you'd expect. And then I think we saw two things happen that we had seen one of many times and one of them we hadn't seen in a very long time. Two things happened in the second half of this game, in the fourth quarter in particular. One thing from each side of the ball. First, I want to talk about the Chiefs' defense. Because, for as much as they were gashed up the middle in the running game, and as frustrating as that was, no Derek Naughty in this game, Neil Farrell, a healthy scratch, they draft and cut Keandre Coburn, he's not on the team anymore. Mike Pinnell and Matt Dickerson are your game day call ups to help supplement Chris Jones and Tershawn Wharton. Chris Jones has a pretty quiet day. The entire four-man pass rush has a pretty quiet day. Nick Bolton has a pretty rough day. Drew Tranquil, you have a moment or two, but ultimately, the middle of the field, the Bills were able to control for the most part offensively. Until they were out of time. What happened at the end of this game was not perfect. It was not the best version we've ever seen of this Chiefs defense. But the Bills scored a touchdown to take the lead at 24-20 Buffalo. Then the Chiefs forced a three and out and stopped a fake punt. The offense gave it right back and said, please do it again. Then the Chiefs forced a three and out and get the punt. The Chiefs gain eight yards and say, hey, defense, please do it again. And they do allow a fourth down conversion. They do allow a third down conversion. But they eventually force a 44-yard field goal in difficult conditions for a team that has been having questions amongst their special teams. And you're asking the Buffalo Bills kicker? to make the field goal, to tie this thing up late in the game. And it was ugly. And I don't know what will happen next week against Baltimore. But the Bills did not get a new high score on the 2023-24 Chiefs defense, held the 24 points. And after they got it to 24... The Chiefs defense did the thing we have seen them do this year. They answered the bell to end the game. It could have been cleaner. It could have been less stressful. But they're going to the AFC Championship game yet again. Which is an unbelievable thing to say with total level-headed certainty. I've been here for post-game shows that the Chiefs going to the AFC Championship game being a life-changing moment for a lot of us. Now it's just the thing they do. So the Chiefs defense, issues it had in the first half, stressful moments notwithstanding, the Chiefs defense answers the bell. And the story of this season has been the Chiefs defense, so I think they earn being the first story here tonight. But I'm not sure it's actually the biggest story tonight. I think the biggest story tonight is that you saw Patrick Mahomes in a form and fashion we have not seen him in for a while. Not that he hasn't been excellent, and that him being excellent tonight was was some shocking event. Not at all. But tonight it felt like you saw playoff Patrick Mahomes. The ball leaving his hand, the air under some of the deeper downfield throws going back to Marquez Valdez Scantling consistently going back to Travis Kelsey finding Rasheed Rice often enough spreading it out a little bit not getting a ton of help in a lot of other places 215 yards passing for Patrick Mahomes is nothing to write home about two touchdowns to Travis Kelsey is is not a stat line that's going to stand out in the Mahomes era But this was the most comfortable and competent this offense has looked to me in quite a while. And Mahomes looked like Mahomes. He looked like he was back in playoff mode. And, I'm not even sure, he's like getting the game ball in terms of individual performances. Mahomes is obviously the best player on this team The best player in football He's the most important player on this team The most important player in football But Isaiah Pacheco On a surprisingly low 15 carries The Chiefs also just did not run a ton of plays in this game 24 runs 23 carries, wild Six of those runs were Mahomes Scrambles by the way I guess a couple of knees in there So take that with a grain of salt But Isaiah Pacheco in this game, 6.5 yards a carry, 15 carries, 97 yards, just under a 100-yard playoff game for Pacheco. Isaiah Pacheco, first of all, should have had another touchdown, should have gotten more work, had earned more trust in the red zone. We will eventually talk about the McCole-Hardman play, I promise, as frustrating as it will be. We will talk about it. But Isaiah Pacheco did the thing that I've been wanting running backs to do for Patrick Mahomes, which is to give him an easy answer to complicated questions. And time and time and time again tonight, the Chiefs' offense was at its best when it trusted an offensive line that ended up having a nice night overall. Giving the football to Isaiah Pacheco and telling him to make the Bills not want to hit him anymore. Pick on the banged-up linebackers. Continue to push into this defense. And be something that this Chiefs offense has not been very often this year. Be exhausting. Be a pain to defend against again. And with playoff Mahomes, with Isaiah Pacheco looking very comfortable in those moments... And explosive and ferocious and a real pain to tackle. Travis Kelsey being Travis Kelsey. And in this case, Rasheed Rice being the third of those three weapons behind Pacheco and Kelsey. Obviously, Mahomes at the helm of everything. Rasheed Rice being a guy. Being someone you can go to when you have moments to look for him in. And I said this last week you're going to need one or two moments from the supporting cast. And against Baltimore, you might need three or four. Well, tonight, the Chiefs got two moments from Marquez Valdez scaling in the playoffs. Absolutely huge. Justin Watson had a bad drop early in the game, and McCole Hardman had an absolutely unforgivable, crushing mistake reaching for the goal line on first down, putting the ball in a dangerous position, having it popped out, going through the end zone, giving the ball back to the Bills. That should have been something pretty close to ball game. Can't happen next week if you want to be back in the Super Bowl again. Cannot happen. But today, tonight in Buffalo, it was exactly enough. The missed field goal, it it would have been, what, almost two minutes back to the Chiefs with the football with a chance to go score three of their own. Trusting Harrison Butker in that position, I, I think the Chiefs would have taken that game from a tie there to a victory. I'm glad we didn't have to sweat through it because that game was plenty stressful. But man, it was in character for what this chief season has been. Self-inflicted wounds, silly mistakes, the kind of stuff that getting in your own way will cost you, can you overcome it? Today, MVS was a net positive. He helped overcome the net negative that was McCole Hardman. The defense held strong in big moments, overcoming how how often and how easily they were getting gashed in the middle of the field in the running game. Nobody should have expected this to be easy. Nobody should have expected this to be a blowout. But the Chiefs got their play that they needed in this game from their quarterback. They got just enough from their defense. They got their big three. Not even to the extent that they got him against the Dolphins, but Rice, Pacheco, and Kelsey just have those three guys share the workload. And they got the spark from the role players. Again, in this game, MVS, huge. It was just enough to overcome the self-inflicted stuff that got really, really, really close to costing this team a trip to the AFC Championship game. Thank you. 913-3810-810 The cat 913-3810-810 is the phone number. We'll take some calls and then we'll hear from Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes and whoever else speaks at the podium. Again, I am Joshua Briscoe. If you want to sound off on the show, you can do it in a whole lot of ways other than just calling in tonight. We got the show live on the Sports Radio 810 video feeds that's on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter and Twitch. Uh, hop into any of those video feeds and you can leave your comments below and Dylan can check out the comments back there. If you say anything that's really catching Dylan's eye, maybe he'll share it with me tonight. Forget we get to play into the video a little bit. Playoff victories are a fun time to do that plus you can tweet me at jbbrisco or any social media site that currently serves your uh, your favorite purposes JB jbbrisco i'm in a bunch of places with a lot of those let's go ahead and crack open the phones we will hear from andy reed talking about injuries to a lot of guys mike edwards left with the concussion ruled out um willie gay neck ruled out Joe Tooney at some point was questionable. Um, I actually was, i like, tracking jersey numbers from here was impossible, so I, I don't even know what Tooney ended up, but his sort of splits ended up being. So we'll eventually bring you injury updates and everything there from the Chiefs. I'm sure they're having a good time in the visiting locker rooms in Buffalo. On the road, not a part of the problem there. The Chiefs victorious. They'll head to Baltimore for the AFC Championship game, continuing one of the most impressive runs in in American sports going on right now. Really stupendous stuff as the Chiefs keep the streak alive. We'll crack it open with Rodney. Rodney, open us up here tonight on the 810 Post Game Show. How you feeling, Rodney? I'm about
2: lost my voice. <laughs> Me too, actually. I can feel it going. Uh, so um, I have three points. MBS um, is trying to play for a higher value than he is because he heard that um, he might not have a career after this, but um, I'm surprised that he caught those passes. But um, I got to give a big shout-out to the one man that, that, to me, does deserve the game ball, and that's old Andy one mm. Learning that he is the run game coordinator and how he just used this offensive line and just enforced will upon the Buffalo Bills was magnificent. Chef <laughs> Chip. Love the run game. So, to sitting here listening to Romo say, "Oh my God, the Bills are just running the ball down the Chiefs' throat and they doing this," but when you look at plays per yards per play, Chiefs almost got over nine, 10 yards per play. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I'm oh, okay. So, to me, I'm like, hey, I can sacrifice them running the ball because you technically got two, two, three running backs on the field at the same time. Josh Allen was not trying to throw that ball against that defense. Against that secondary, he is not trying to throw the ball against that. But I give one what, what grace I do give the defense, and you went up against a power running team. Now you have to do it again. Yep. Derek Maddie was extremely missed. <laughs> that was an extremely missed. And if he's not in, I'm going to need someone else, another big body, to be in there to be able to handle you know, the run game of the Baltimore Ravens. But I give it up to Patrick Mahomes just being great, just being absolutely great. But I think he knows for a fact he wanted to run the ball more. I think he wanted to keep running the ball, keep running it because that they cannot stop the run for, for nothing. So I give it up to Isaiah Pacheco just being a, a monster down in the middle. But before anyone else say, I'm going to say it first. I give good credit to Javon Taylor and Donovan Smith. For imposing their will, not just in the run game, but in the pass game as well. They deserve their credit as well. I'll go ahead
1: and listen to my fair. Rodney, I appreciate you, man. Uh, You mentioned Andy Heck. I'm glad you did because um, one thing, I don't know if you also heard that. Maybe that's what you're thinking about Andy Heck again, or I I just mentioned it from, um, I think it was uh, was, uh, Kyle Long on Kevin Clark's podcast this week, and he talked about, you know, he ended up getting hurt. But he spent that year with the Chiefs, and he talked about Andy Heck being the guy that is always running the run game stuff and how much Andy Reid puts in Andy Heck's hands, and the combination of what the offensive line did tonight and what the running game for the Chiefs did tonight, absolutely agree. Huge shout-out there. Running the ball at six yards a carry, and uh, Pacheco was six and a half. Clyde had two carries for 31 yards, and Mahomes' averages are skewed by the knees, I think, here. But uh, overall, absolutely agree. with The running game, MVS, lots of places to give out the credit there. Let's keep it going with Gary. Gary, you're on 810. How you feeling, Gary? Oh, pretty good. It was a little
3: anxious there for a little while, but (laughs) as long as we're the team that comes out on top, I'm happy. But just watching that game tonight defensively, I tell you what, I was kind of pulling my hair up because they were just uh, running the ball and screening us to death, and it took us forever to adjust. But basically what it was was we were just getting manhandled up front. The defensive tackle room showed us true weakness tonight. And looking ahead to next week – those guys are gonna to have to bow up because they're gonna be needed, especially and number thirty two is gonna to have to have the game of his life next week. But the offense was very efficient. They had a couple they only punted what once in the whole game. Mm-hmm. They they played a tremendous game. They played within themselves, except for when Andy tried to get cute and make sure number twelve got his couple plays in there and let's see tomorrow. Oh, do you think he'll have a suspicious injury tomorrow and he'll go on IR? <laughs> That seems to be the pattern when guys do that, so I'm I'm expecting him to go on IR tomorrow, but one guy that got a lot of pardon the pun after night, snowball's thrown at him this season. Mm-hmm. He had a couple of big catches tonight, and that was MVS. Those two catches kept drives going, and they got, got his first downs. There were only two catches, but they were huge catches in that ball game. and this team, they got banged up a little bit tonight. I say rest up, get healthy, and get ready for next week, but Defensively, they've got a lot of things to shore up because they I've said it all year that this is a one dimensional defense and it, it showed tonight. I know they held them to twenty four, but man, it felt like it felt like our defense just couldn't get off the field until late in the game. I'll hang up on this and great
4: show.
1: Gary, I appreciate you as always, sir. Uh yeah, look, offense was efficient. The running game, absolutely, run defense I should say, absolutely a concern absolutely going to be an issue going into Baltimore I do think it's a little interesting with the screen game stuff uh, that, that Buffalo was going horizontal in the passing game, which I think is a little bit of respect for the, the, the front four and the pass rush, because when you don't think you can make anything happen downfield, you're not going to have the time, I think that I think that played into it a little bit. I think the Bills' offensive plan had to account for, if we try to make something happen downfield, we have to account for Chris Jones. I say all of that, noting that when they did try to go downfield, there weren't a lot of big pass rush wins for the Chiefs, so I do think that's a little bit bit of a mixed bag there. And they're going to need more from the front seven. The D-line, Nick Bolton, all of that going into the Baltimore game, absolutely. And, of course, yes, huge credit to MVS. Let's keep it going. Next up, we got Travis. Travis, you're on
5: 810. How you doing, Trav? Oh, man. I uh, I hate those games. <laughs> <laughs> Every time with thinking Buffalo. Uh, no, so I, I don't like watching the game. I mean, I was telling my brother who was watching it with, like, I just really want this game. If they make it to Baltimore next year, i or this next week, I'll consider it a good season. And Baltimore is clearly the better team, so if they lose, it's not gonna to me. It's not gonna feel like it would if they were the one seed and they had it all in front of them and they and they blew it. So I'm super uh, super happy. And as much as we've complained, man, about the year, to be sitting in the ASU championship game, it just when are we gonna learn our lessons as Chiefs fans? Uh, as long as 15s on the field, man, you have a chance. You have a puncher shot. And uh, I'm super proud, man. The team showed up. The offense played. Like we know they can play. My biggest thing is, I'm not even upset with Hardman. Man, I'm not. Like, the guy made a dumb play, but guess what? He's kind of a. He has no awareness on the field. He's not a football player. Andy Reid keeps giving guys like that the ball because they have talent and physical raw skills, but that's the same. They're raw. They don't. Pat, Pat never would have done that, and if he did, he wouldn't have fumbled it. Right. So. If we want to win that week, Andy's got to just forget that twelve is on, this game, is on the field. No, no, no Tony, no more. Uh, I held my breath every time he threw to MVS, and by God, he made a play. <laughs> uh, uh, my biggest issue for next week, I think they can beat. Ball. I think they can beat Baltimore. They absolutely have got to figure out uh, figure out the, the run game. I mean, they got and they kind of the D line just didn't even show up to play. I don't know what. Did you feel that way too? Like the D line, I felt like they just they had like they didn't want to be there. They showed up like they just didn't even want to play football. So, uh, but overall, man, Chiefs Kingdom. I know it's been stressful, and I know they got one more to go. But man, this is special, man. This is not Tyler Thigpen back there. <laughs> they're not. They're not two and thirteen or fourteen, man. Like we got one of the best teams in the in the game and the best quarterback in the game. Enjoy it. Have fun with it, and uh, go Chiefs.
1: Good stuff, Travis. I appreciate you. Um, here, I, I want to go ahead and, and give you my take on this for kind of this is my compass going forward. I tweeted about it during the game with the Hardman, Tony. Is Sky Moore going to be back like you alluded to? All of the plays to the other guys. Here's where, where I will differentiate. If, if one of those receivers is open downfield, if defenses aren't respecting them, they're open downfield and Mahomes has a chance to get the ball to them, he has to throw it to them. They have to respect that. If MVS is there, Mahomes has to try. If McCole Harbin's open downfield, I know he can't track a football. He has to try. What I, where I will draw the line pretty firmly, is you cannot have plays drawn up for the guys who have not earned your earned your trust. You, you can't draw up a play where MVS deep shot is really the goal of the play. You, you can't draw up a play where where McCole Hardman going horizontal with the football and stretching for the goal line is the goal of the play. This is a little bit ex- exaggerated here, but every play you run offensively should start with either Travis, Kelsey, Rasheed Rice, or Isaiah Pacheco, and really ought to start with two of them. That's where I would be at this point. And then again, backyard football, play breaks down, MVS gets open over the top because the safeties don't respect the deep ball. Take the shot, Pat. Go ahead. Absolutely. I trust Mahomes in those moments to make smart decisions. Do not force the ball into the hands of guys who have not earned that spot. That's where I'm at right now. We need to take a break here on the Sports Radio 810 WHB Post Game Show. We'll hear from Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes later on, plus whoever else shows up at the podium. If you're on hold now, we'll get to you pretty soon as well. Got one line open as well, 913-3810-810. We'll take a timeout as the Chiefs advance to the AFC Championship game. You've heard that before. A lot of times before, and the Travis's point there, that fact in and of itself is unbelievably special.
0: Eight tight ends come in for this snap, first and goal from the three. Kansas City needs to get seven here after a great drive. They stalled out far too much recently going to go to Kelsey, got blockers out there, trying to find an opening and a pylon, and they say touchdown. Wow, touchdown, what an incredible individual effort by Kelsey. It's a screen, not much room there. And at the end of it, Jackson's on the outside, but you got to give credit to Noah Gray blocking on the edge.
1: The play was sweet, the score was sweet, that's our sweet play of the game, brought to you by Andy's Frozen Custard. Stop by Andy's Frozen Custard, grab an 87 concrete, and help Travis's 87 and running foundation with every purchase. Do good while eating deliciousness. Andy's, top your day with a smile. The Chiefs advance the AFC Championship game something Patrick Mahomes has done every single year as a starting quarterback in the National Football League something that I hope I never get sick of saying and that never stops sounding absolutely ridiculous because that is absurd history that Mahomes is making And uh, they did it this year And they really shouldn't have been able to do it By a whole lot of metrics But they make it happen with the win over the Bills 27-24 We'll take you live to Buffalo in a little bit When we figure out who's going to be at the podium for the Chiefs And then later on we'll bring you Andy Reid And Patrick Mahomes as well I'm going to try to keep through these calls pretty quick here everybody So uh, while it's keeping pretty tight We'll try to keep chugging along And if i got to cut you off to hear from the Chiefs I apologize in advance But next up we got George George How you doing George? Uh, I know how you're doing
4: I know. Well, keep in mind, that was a little deja vu for me, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, yeah.
4: Ugly. Uh, Other than
1: that, though, George.
4: Well, sir, but other than that, I'm going to hear, I'm going to gloat just a little bit because I know how passionately you don't like the foot in football. And yet, (laughs) the lack of a foot won the game today for you
1: guys. (laughs) I'll accept it. Yeah, fair enough. Gloat away.
4: Yes, sir. So, uh, seriously, though, uh, Josh Allen was running mm-hmm. on his own, making good chunks of yardage, and there was a spy out there because Willie Gay was hurt. Mm-hmm. Is he going to come back for Sunday's game?
1: It's a great question. He, he, he showed up with a mysterious neck injury that made him questionable yesterday, and that's what ruled him out today. So uh, I, I do not know where that's going to come from. Hoping that we get updates on that soon, because, yeah, he would be very important against Baltimore.
4: You know your name almost was a dirty word today.
1: My name was? Oh no, why? First name. Oh, I get it. Yeah, I understand. Also everybody's tweeting about Josh Wine now, so I'm just in a really uh I'm in compromising positions left and right. You I don't could
4: know. be J B, like your
1: email. And then, yeah, I know, but then I'm Joe Burrow. Like even I, I can't win around here.
4: Hey. Good luck. <laughs> Sir? Enjoy your week. It's going to be a fun one,
1: George. Always good to hear from you, man. Cannot wait for next week. Appreciate you.
4: Yeah, I wish I were there.
1: I it's know. Fun. I'm. I'm. I'm sorry, George.
4: Go, go Lions. How about that? How Not about go that? Lions. Go a something we can all get behind. Go
1: Lions. Lions Chiefs Super Bowl. We'd sign up for that right now. Sorry about the Cowboys. You bet. <sighs> I'm sorry. Sorry, George. I'm. Um, George has a split allegiance, and he. He frequently goes through difficult times around this time of year, and he calls and talks to me about Chiefs, you know, and them winning playoff games instead of what well, keeps happening to the Cowboys. I'm sorry, George, you're one of the only Cowboys fans who I, uh, who I do actually wish something good would happen to. <laughs> With your football team, right? You know, I hope Cowboys fans live uh, happy lives. Uh, next up, we got Butch. Butch. Hey, how you doing, Butch? <laughs>
6: I, much like the Kansas City Chiefs, am still alive, gentlemen. How about those Chiefs? How about a bunch? <laughs> Cancun on three. One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> Look, now I have to pay a little bit of respect to them before I get off this phone. That was almost that was almost over with, guys. <laughs> we I, don't think, we, we I, I we saw it. We was close to being. I was close to being it. <laughs> but man, Andy's game plan: get them in condensed formations, make them understand how to pass off passes with that deteriorated interior linebacker play, putting in backups out there who, one, couldn't run, two, weren't tackling very well, and three, weren't very good when they got into zone and passing off there. And that's how you saw... I me mean, when was the last time we saw broken coverage from the Bills mm-hmm. over the stretch run? They hadn't given up more than 20 points. They got ripped, and it should have been more, McCole Hardman. But I'm not even going to trip on it. Mm-hmm. Look... Savor the flavor on this one, guys. Passes Dan Marino for the ninth most passing yards in NFL playoff history. Passes Drew Brees for the sixth most passing touchdowns in NFL playoff history. I'm talking about quarterback Patrick Mahomes. I I almost I almost had to take a second from talking to my father to say, Pop, who can you remember that reminds you of something like what we're seeing right now from all your years of fandom? And he said, you know, son, I... I'm having a hard time thinking of one. That's how beautiful it is, man. This is something I wish I could pass down if I had kids pass down to them. Because this is worthwhile. I'm looking at Bill's fans. I feel for them. They're on cover one right now. I love those guys. Damn, they're shedding tears. Oh, unbelievable. And you did it in their home. They said that this was going to be the reason why the Chiefs lose when we got them on the road. Baltimore, I mean, you know the game plan now. You saw it. You're probably going to be able to run it between the tackles <laughs> to a large extent. They get that, But, hey, they get that figured out. They get, they get a couple stops against Baltimore. It gets tight, kind of like what they did against Houston. We're not going to fold up like Houston did. And if we get it to the Super Bowl, guys, it's over with. We're getting a third. We're going back-to-back. Back. We're doing what no team has done in this league in the past two decades. I promise that. I'll be right back over here cackling in your ear next week. Savor it.
1: I can't wait, Butch. Appreciate you, sir. Let's go live to Buffalo right now. Nick Bolton at the podium.
7: Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, we trust the front. Uh, we trust the back end uh, to give the D line some time. Uh, second level guys, third level guys working together and uh, understanding uh, whatever that scheme is and or that defense is called. Uh, trusting we're going to be in the right spot at the right time and uh, not trying to overdo stuff. Not trying to force a play. Uh, it could have been easy for anybody, especially how the game was going in the first half to try to try to force it a little bit and that uh, could led to another touchdown. And uh, but take the course, uh, kept it uh, kept togetherness um, and trusting each other. Going find, to find a way to uh, get a win. Yeah, I mean that's just the mindset, man. It's a, it's a playoff football atmosphere. I think that's like anybody's mindset. I'm um, pretty sure Miami had the same mindset last week. He had of
0: today, guess, it plays yeah. Really, really, what kind of game
7: did he have? Oh man, he had a huge game for us, man. Uh, he's he's one of those guys that play multiple positions for us. Uh, play some nickel, play some safety, uh, moving around a little bit. And I'm um, just trying to use his skill set. Uh, for a young guy to come in and um back scheme, I uh, think volume, to his ability to learn, I want to learn and um. We're taking it day by day. Um, rookie season, I know how it was. It can be long. I could be draining a little bit. Uh, but taking it day by day, I'm getting better every single week, man. So I'm proud of him. Uh, I know he's gonna get, continue to get better. I'm excited for you guys to tour for us next week.
5: Okay, guys. Thanks,
7: Dave. Yep, thank you.
1: There you go, Nick Bolton live from Buffalo here on Sports Radio 810 WHB Kansas City. Uh, hoping to maybe see if somebody else, I, get, I bet we get somebody from the offensive side there as well. And then again, we'll hear from Reed and Mahomes in a little bit. Um, we uh, we will also pick up whoever's on the phone right here in a bit as well. Let's go ahead, though, and uh, call this the beginning of our locker room report here on the Sports Radio 810 WHB postgame show presented by Twin Peaks.
2: The Chiefs Locker Room Report is brought to you by Twin Peaks. No one does football like Twin Peaks, whatever your preference. They have everything from tequila cocktails and an extensive bourbon category to top-shelf spirits and cocktails served over ice balls. Local craft beers and handcrafted whiskey cocktails round out an adventurous drink menu, second to none. And don't forget about their 29-degree man-sized drafts at Twin Peaks.
1: We'll keep uh, rolling on here. Dylan, tell me real quick. Does it look like there's still action there in the press room in Buffalo? Like uh, there's still a chance we end up hearing more who I'm seeing the great Adam Teicher still lingering about and uh, waiting for someone it looks like. So I imagine he... there is. He would never waste his time. Cheese, yes, yes, absolutely. He would never waste his time there. Uh, so we will hopefully hear Teicher ask some uh, excellent questions. There's somebody on the offensive side. Could be Kelsey, obviously, post-game. I know he's got a pretty big suite to go up into. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco certainly earned a podium game. MVS podium game? It's been a long time since an MVS podium game. I- I'm going to read you this again just because I, I don't want it to ever – get dull or forgotten, and again, uh, Dan and Mark on on hold here, we'll get to you in a second, I just don't want to start with you and then cut you off if the uh, if somebody shows up at the podium. Patrick Mahomes' first six seasons as an NFL starter. AFC Championship, AFC Championship wins Super Bowl, AFC Championship loses Super Bowl, AFC Championship, AFC Championship wins Super Bowl, AFC Championship to be determined. Folks, I, I know I've been on my soapbox because I've I've had the privilege of of doing this show for long enough now to have like post game show memories from each of those each of those games, and I'm not nearly as old as a lot of long 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 suffering Chiefs fans, but I am older than a few now, and there are kids listening right now. Maybe you didn't turn it on yourself, but maybe you're just within earshot. There are children listening and understanding the words I am saying right now who have never lived through a Chiefs season that did not at least reach the AFC Championship game. I, I am currently wearing a sweater celebrating the 2003 AFC West title. I didn't. I'm not even the first owner. I found that at a thrift store. Still, the tags on and everything. Incredible find. But the standard here has been so thoroughly uprooted, turned on its head. What it means to watch the Chiefs, root for the Chiefs, analyze the Chiefs, set up their expectations, has changed in a way that. Unfortunately for me here, as at least theoretically a professional talker, in a way that's hard to put into words. Getting to the AFC Championship game in 2018 was amazing. And kind of shocking. Watching them win in 2019. Or I have 2019 season, you know. Watching them win in 2019. And advance to the Super Bowl. Those are some of the clearest moments I I have the the Sammy Watkins against the Titans and then of course Wasp in the Super Bowl. Moments for me that are really really memorable because they were things that I didn't actually know that I would ever see. I picked the Chiefs to beat the Titans. I had a whole theory about how Derrick Henry was not going to be the, the, the guy that beat the Chiefs that day. I predicted it in that moment, but through my, my whole life and certainly you know watching Sunday night football or the playoff runs where you had to have somebody else lose in prime time for the Chiefs to back into a playoff spot, I, I look at Detroit now. And their run has been amazing, and, and I'm thrilled for the city. And I'm honestly still – I feel for Buffalo fans because they also deserve a run like this. But I had entire conversations with friends and family that we, we said, will we ever watch this Chiefs team be in an AFC championship game? Now we haven't seen them not in an AFC championship game since Patrick Mahomes took over. Here's Isaiah Pacheco live from Buffalo.
8: Uh, repping that in practice, uh, knowing the situation – understanding what, what we have to do in that situation is very important for us, get the first down, win the game. And repetition, it leads to the, the practice, and that's where uh, you execute it. What's like running the ball? They know you're going to be
0: running the ball. I mean,
8: they know the situation. Well, it's, to the it's very important uh, to protect the ball. And for me right there, that's the biggest part of the game, uh, knowing the team, was knowing you're going to run it, just cover it up with two hands and, and allow uh, the low line to work and be patient. It's very important to start out fast and eliminate distractions. Uh that's what we've been harping on and that's how we gotta keep uh, focusing. Uh, it takes uh practice to, to allow us to be great and practice hard so when we get out here on this field on the first quarter, uh allow us to be great. What was it that, that,
7: with today's game that you
8: guys seemed to you stuck with the running game and then it started happening for you in the second half? I just uh focusing on what coach uh, ever had whatever he has for us to run. Um just not Getting too big, or oh, you call this, call that. No, guys were locked in. Uh, whatever coach calling, uh, we're ready to go. Uh, it, it was big for the bigs up front today, and that those are the guys that got this thing rolling for us. And I, I lean on them, and pretty sure we got uh, a lot of uh, momentum going from them guys. What is
2: it, even when you have down players, you guys never seem to get down on yourselves. You guys
8: seem to always. Yes, yeah, so we have leaders like Pat and travel on the sideline. Uh, There's a big is a lot of game left. Understand the situation. Understand if we could get down there and score in a few seconds. So don't uh be so hard on yourselves. Uh allow the game to come to us and just keep focusing. make some
2: plays, uh, opening up holes
8: for you. Play by play, um the bad ones let them go, the good ones uh they stick. Hey, eh? but it's all right. We're going to build off of those uh, bad ones and, and build off of the good ones. Uh, that's what it's all about. And just keep eliminating distractions. We'll be all right. What was your reaction uh, to field goal and,
9: and your vantage point?
8: Like I said, focus on the Taz and eliminate distractions. That may have been a distraction for them. They weren't focused for us. Just being a team player, uh, leaning on one another, looking left and right um, during that moment, uh, it, it hit big for us. And, you know, it was go time. Thanks so much.
1: There you have it, Isaiah Pacheco, live here on eight ten, live from Buffalo. We'll either uh, stay in a holding pattern to hear more from the press conference podium, or we'll take a couple of calls we got on the uh, on the line right now. We may we may still have somebody else popping up to the podium. We'll see here. Do you see any action right now there, Dylan? Let's go ahead here, real quick, and go to Mark. Mark, appreciate you waiting on hold, man. What's going on? How you feeling?
3: Oh, JB, I'm doing great, man. I'm about ready to run through a brick wall. <laughs> uh I just, I don't know, I, I, just just for perspective, right? I think Bruce, uh, Butch said it, Bruce. But
10: mm-hmm.
3: at, the end of the, at the end of the game, they were panning to the stands and there was a grown man
1: crying into his stocking cap.
3: And I'm 50 years old. That used to be me before Mahomes. Uh, <laughs> Mark, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I,
1: I apologize for doing the thing I hate doing. Chris Jones has got to the podium and Dylan said he's in a good mood. Mark, we will come right back to you. Here's Chris Jones.
11: Another opportunity. Um, to play this game that we love so much and, you know, full of excitement. Did you feel some kind of statement made today? With, I know you guys have helped with some senses of doubt and come here
0: on the road for a few times in a few years to the playoffs. Who has senses of
11: doubt? You oh, guys hear your senses of doubt? Oh, yeah. Um, we, don't, we don't pay attention the way everybody else say about us. We was done when we lost to the Green Bay Packers. Per se, usual, you know, everybody always doubt us. So as in paying attention to senses of doubt, quote, unquote, we don't care. We still got another opportunity to play in the AFC Championship next week, right? What does that mean to be a
0: sixth
11: A lot of damn hard work. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Nothing comes easy, man. Um, took a lot of commitment from a lot of guys and in order to be successful, man. You've seen it. Um, you've seen it multiple years over there at the Patriots organization. And not only players, coaches, um, take a lot of commitment for coaches, a lot of time away from their family, a lot of long hours at the office, you know, and uh, for these moments like this, man, for these moments like this. So for the wives, girlfriends that, you know, miss time with their significant other, this is what it's all about. Chris, to help the to try to keep jobs
0: in the pocket, but then when he does break, try to chase him down with
11: It's all about being relentless. Um, We know he's a dynamic quarterback, dual threat, who can uh, throw the ball 65, 70-plus yards, but also can break off 50-plus runs. I think you've seen it last week, what he's able to do with his legs. Um, We just try to limit um, his playmaking ability, especially on the ground. We know we can't stop him, per se, but we can try to contain him.
0: You did a pretty good job on that late in the game. What changed from
11: earlier? We made a few adjustments in the locker room. on how we was going to rush him, changed up the rushing lanes, changed up changed up the way we rushed him. And we was uh, we was kind of successful with it. You know, I think we still could have done better, but we was able to get a victory, and that's all that matters. Chris, how key was it to contain the edges
0: in trying to contain them
11: and the running game to keep stuff inside? That was tough. I mean, um, when you go and gun, you don't know if they're going to run it. You don't know if it pass. Then you got to transition to pass rushing, but also be condescending on your rushing lanes as a player. So all of that's going in a matter of a like two point three seconds, right? So still try to affect the throw and collapse in the pocket. So it's a lot that goes on and um, takes a lot of commitment and unselfish play amongst uh, the D line. It was fun, man. Um, chance to go play in the AFC Championship again. Um, a lot of guys, this is their second time going, and a lot of guys knew this was going to be a lot of adversity coming to this game. I think we talked about it early in the week. Um, going in a hostile environment, you know. Um, you know, not a lot of people believed in us, you know, and um, a lot of people doubted us, and I think. More so than ever, we kind of believed in each other. We kind of depended on each other. When things went bad, we didn't point fingers. We depended on each other. You see the offense come down there and tell the defense, let's go. You know, offense get close. We tell an offense, let's put it in. And I I think that's what this team is about, man. Um, This one heck of a brotherhood. That's something I can say about this team. Relentless, and, um, you know, we was able to pull it out.
5: Chris, I heard you hammered home that adversity
11: put it on my chin it's all okay no pun intended though <laughs> pause okay <laughs> pause
5: last
11: one um, um they shorted me at the combine uh six five, and 3 fourths I'm really sits. And I'm really six, six sits and a half with the cleats on. So every time you up with them to field goal, that be a pretty big deal of the game. I mean, how did you uh, actually end that play? Listen, I was in double team. I was uh, I was the nose actually. We had warning at after three tech, and my job was just to push, collapse the pocket, and if he step up, um, be in position to chase him. So, and I seen the ball coming out, and I was just like, you know. Gave it a uh, Shaquille O'Neal swap. what <laughs> <Hey, tell laughs> you know, is how you guys as a team, how do you keep them, the younger checking, hey, you know, <laughs> Because um, I think everyone take accountability here. And we all understand one play don't make or break a game. It's usually multiple plays to make or break a game, right? right. So uh, if end of the game, one player drop a ball, it's not just that player fault. Balls are dropped. Um balls are dropped in this league, right? But it's plays prior to that that we could have scored on that we didn't score that forced us to be in that moment to have to catch this ball in that particular time. So we kind of understand that as a team. As uh, we don't point fingers, we all understand that there's more plays to be made, and um, that's how we're just so dependent on each other. Y'all have a beautiful Thank you. night.
1: Thank you uh, there's chris Jones live from Buffalo with uh plenty of pausing to do just some uh some su- suspect uh terminology that he he caught himself with there but Overall, uh, pretty good. So that'll do it for uh, the, uh, the the pressers there until we get to Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes in a little bit. Uh, hey, Mark, if you weren't done yet, sorry to cut you off right before the Jones presser. But Mark, if you want to call back in, Dan will get you back to the front of the line. Uh, in the meantime, Dan, appreciate you waiting on hold. Dan, tell me how you're feeling, man. What's going on?
4: Hey Joshua, I feel great. How about those Chiefs six straight ASC title games. How about those Bills fans? Well, they got their wish. They got the Chiefs what they wanted, them, and it didn't do any good. You know, Chiefs didn't yeah, make enough plays in the second half. You know, that first half, uh, the defense was uh, a little bit shaky. But I, I wasn't concerned. Sure Spikes made the uh, adjustments in the second half. I saw one of the Bills fans crying there. You know, couldn't believe it that the Chiefs did it again to to Allen and the. You know, so a uh, great win by the Chiefs, and oh, uh, and I just get You'll get better for the Ravens game next week. Let's beat the Ravens out and go to the Super Bowl. Take
1: here, Joshua. Dan, appreciate you, sir, as always. Uh yeah, I mean so many things have to go right in a situation like this. Ultimately coming around to uh to send you everybody's eyes now looking forward a little bit to Baltimore and uh we'll we'll see where that lands. Uh let's go ahead and real quick sneak in Caleb here. Caleb you're on eight ten. What's up, man? How you doing? Hey man,
4: I just want to talk to you and throw in real fast. Did anyone not see us beating the Bills tonight?
1: I picked the Chiefs to beat the Bills, if I'm being honest.
4: A
3: majority of people picked the Chiefs to beat the Bills. And now we're getting ready to go to Baltimore, and we have their number. Yeah. Did I lose you there, Caleb? That's it. We have the number, bro.
1: I'm looking forward to it man I, I think uh, I, we will have a very good show here no matter what uh, next week Caleb appreciate the call uh, because yeah I uh, I do think this is a different Ravens team. And I think the Ravens' defense is a very different challenge than the Bills or the Dolphins these last couple of weeks. But uh, the uh, the matchup should be excellent. The Chiefs have been uh, on the right side of history with Baltimore so far. We'll see what that all meets next week. But right now, the Chiefs, we know, have punched their ticket to yet another AFC championship game. And it's just a the thing they do every year now. And that is absolutely unbelievable. We'll take a timeout when we come back. We will eventually hear uh, from Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. We'll talk to Matt Derrick. And we'll continue breaking down the Chiefs' victory over the Buffalo Bills. As they head back to the AFC Championship game after winning tonight in Buffalo 27-24.
0: Second down, launch wide open. Kelsey has the touchdown. Well, you see the busted coverage here, but we talked about where are they trying to throw the ball over and over again, Jim? These outcuts. And you're going to watch. A motion goes back and forth, but Kelsey's going to go and get back into this area. Mahomes and Kelsey have connected for a touchdown. 15. And it ties Brady and Gronkowski for the most in playoff history.
1: That was the first touchdown between those two. Tying the record, the one you heard earlier broke it. And that right there is our Magic Mahomes moment brought to you by Champion Heating and Cooling. Keep your family warm this winter with their Champion Premium Furnace. Find your local Champion dealer at ChampionHomeComfort.com. And don't forget to ask about their free 10-year parts and labor warranty. Always leading, never compromising. ChampionHomeComfort.com. Plenty of comfort in that connection from Mahomes to Kelsey. It results in those two scores tonight, and they keep rolling on, taking it next to Baltimore. Really amazing on a variety of levels. Uh, One thing here from Adam Schefter. Actually, two tweets I want to read you, and then we will hear from Andy Reid in just a second right here on 810. Uh, First, Donovan Smith tweeted out uh, just a little bit ago. Jason uh, texted me this. He said, damn, Codonell and they shut our hot water off. SMH, it's all good. We got that dub today. Hashtag Chiefs Kingdom. Donovan Smith saying no hot water for the Chiefs in the locker room after the game. Maybe that's what they were talking about when they said Patrick Mahomes had never gone through what it took to play on the road at Buffalo in the playoffs. Maybe that's what they meant. Little did they know. He already has ice water in his veins. So what's a little cold shower gonna do? Nothing. Also, in a less fun note, uh, and uh, playing next to Donovan Smith, Adam Schefter tweeting, Chiefs All-Pro guard Joe Tooney will undergo an MRI on Monday for the pectoral injury he suffered during Kansas City's divisional playoff win over Buffalo. Uh, Pectoral, obviously, is a muscle you can tear, and that would be incredibly tough to work through, depending on the degrees of it all, who knows, and Joe Tooney is a terminator, but uh, torn, uh, Not uh, we, we do not know that it's torn, let me be clear. I'm saying a torn pectoral would obviously be really, really bad news for Tooney with just one or two games remaining in this season. The good news is Nick Allegretti is this team's third guard, and he is a starting caliber guard in my mind, but he's not Joe Tooney, and uh, losing him would be a, a big deal, so we'll hear uh, what Andy Reid had to say about that in just a second. And we'll keep an eye on that throughout the week here on 810. We'll keep you updated on anything we hear about Tooney from an injury perspective. Let's go ahead and hear, though, from Andy Reid. He'll open up with his opening statement and the injury report. His press conference is brought to you by Westlake Hardware. Westlake Commercial, a division of Westlake Ace Hardware, is your local business-to-business supply partner. Their commercial team, dedicated business-to-business website, credit terms, and convenience store locations make it easy. Visit your local Westlake Ace Hardware store or westlakehardware.com slash commercial today. Let's start from the top with Andy Reid here with his opening statement and talking about the injuries that you suffered today.
10: So, listen, as far as the injuries go, um, Mike Edwards uh, had a concussion in one of his neck. He tweaked his neck, and um, I was bothered. Uh, and then Joe Tooney um, uh, hurt his right back. So, sure. Um, but are we good back here? He's good. Yeah. Um, All-type classic again. Every time I play one Sean's teams, it's, it comes right down to the end. Uh, he's done a phenomenal job here. And a phenomenal job this year. Um, uh, like coach of the year level coaching. And um, uh, if we don't play them again, we'll get with that. Uh, but I'm so proud of our guys and the job that they did. Uh, just one heck of a job. You know, the sidelines were so positive, which I, I thought was important in this game. You knew it was going to be a tight game uh, just because of the count of the team they've got, uh, and, it, and it was. And our guys just kept their composure through the highs and the lows of the game. Uh, they supported each other. The defense started off a little slow, and then they picked it up. I'm so proud of them and the job that they did uh, in that second half. Spags had a great game plan. <coughs> the guy He made a couple little adjustments there. The guys did a nice job of that. Um, offensively, you know, uh, the, the job that our offensive line did, uh, that's a big group, nine, nine defensive line that can play. And they rotate those guys, so you're hitting fresh bodies uh, every time that, uh, every series that you get them. I, I thought our offensive line did a nice job. Uh, uh, Patrick and, and uh, Kelsey with the record that they, they broke there. Rock and Tom, I mean, that, that was a great job there. Kelsey had two touchdowns and some good catches. Great to see Marquez have have a game like he did. Um, you know he, he's taken a lot of heat and he just kept hanging in there and came up with some big catches. <clears throat> and then Pacheco. So Pacheco is a beast, and, um worked so hard, and uh, and then Clyde stepped in and had a couple great plays for us uh, there too. But to put the put the hammer down at the end with those couple of runs and get the first down and win the game. Uh, It was a big, big thing there. So, and then Nagy's game plan, like I said, was so deep uh, on the offensive side, and there was plenty of stuff even left over. And we said we were going to empty the the chart uh, today and run everything. We didn't run out of anything. So, uh, it was a great job by him. And then Dave Tobe, um, you know, with the exception of. Not getting Chanel's helmet on for a kickoff. he did a, did a great job. but Chanel came back and ended up um, getting uh, you, know, you know stopping the, the fake that they had. So, but um, I, I think uh, that's about it.
1: There you go, uh, the opening statements from Andy Reid. Then he was asked about a, a variety of things in this next clip that you'll hear here, uh, going about you know everything from turning uh, potential field goal stalls into touchdown drives, uh, the adjustments the defense made in the second half. But first here, asked about the fumble into the end zone by McCole Hardman, the rule, the execution, everything that went into that play.
10: Well, listen, he's had so many big, big plays for us over time. Uh, and on that play, you know. Uh, but you, you can't reach out. As a, you know, he, he was trying. So you give him the effort, but we, we know that you can't do that down there because of that reason. Uh, so you've got to protect that football, and uh, he'll be better for that. Hey, what happened in the second half with the overrun defense? Because they seem to run a lot more effectively in the first half, and yeah. it changed. Yeah, so uh, I thought the guys – this and The, the te- technique Joe Joe was emphasizing using the hands separating and making sure they could see see things. They were getting tied up in you know these physical matches with these guys as opposed to separating and using their speed to take care of business and they, that's at the same time controlling their gap. And then I thought our linebackers, uh, whether it was Bolden or whether, you know whether it was Drew, made some big plays. You know made some big plays. Our safeties, you saw Reed step up and had some nice hits. And kicking some in the game. How able to do Yeah, well, we missed a couple you know, there. So um, we had a couple that wanted back some men uh, on corner routes. But he came back and he fixed that and uh, did some nice things. And, uh, you know, we've got to make sure we score. we got to make sure we're putting in the right positions. I thought you know, we could have been better. I, I told you I, that I went back and looked at all that
1: it was better at times. They had issues as well. Of course, as he says, you can't reach for the the end zone there. That back to the first question about what happened there with Hardman. He says, you know, he's made a lot of plays. Look, this this is a team that has Patrick Mahomes and then three offensive weapons he can go to consistent, consistently. We'll, we'll see where it goes beyond that. Also, some uh, breaking news of our own here. Something to put in mind for you next week. On Sunday, you can listen to the AFC Championship game right here on your home for the NFL Sports Radio 810 WHB. That's right. Chiefs Ravens right here on 810 on Sunday. And then, of course, we will be live with you as soon as uh, everything goes final there. So that will be a blast. You get to hear so many great calls all long. Year- long and then once we get to the uh, conference championship games and Super Bowl you get to hear them right here on 810. So Chiefs Ravens on your home for the NFL. Sports Radio 810 WHB. That's coming up on Sunday. One more chunk of audio here from Andy Reid uh, going from cleaning up the execution and what the Chiefs did today all together and him talking about Travis Kelsey's day. But first talking about the offense cleaning some things up.
10: Yeah, that is the place I was down on. Had good plays. It's just you Can you talk about uh, Travis say a little bit? Two touchdowns today, but and you go back, I don't know, eight games or whatever, and had not had the scoring production anyway that we'd seen before. What what was there for them today? Yeah, uh, the and they had a plan for him. I mean, they you know, they, were, they were bringing in thirty three there for you know a couple series and having him play man. Got over to the top. And, um, but, uh, you know, listen, I thought like Kels just did a nice job. I think that time off that, that he had there uh, before the last game uh, and into that last game uh, helped him. He benefited from that. He was banged up a little bit and he was able to kind of get over that and get himself back.
1: There you go, Andy Reid In pretty good spirits, although I've seen some of the clips from the locker room. I haven't gotten to listen to him because, you know, where. Doing a radio show right now, but uh, some of the scenes from the Chiefs' locker room—pretty amped from Drew Tranquil, Clyde edwards hilaire Travis Kelsey. Uh, Tranquil, obviously, being the guy. Aminu, um, Luke Herring. I just kind of going through all the guys that are. Looking the most excited to be here. Uh, Mahomes, certainly there in the mix. But you think about, uh, in fact, our, our friend uh, Craig Stout at KCSN tweeted out, imagine being Drew Tranquil right now. You've been perennially picked to be in this exact situation and never gotten here. Then you come be a part of this. And that really is a very cool part of this entire story of guys like Tranquil and uh, obviously Rasheed Rice as a, a rookie. And somebody else tweeted a little bit ago, and I'm, I didn't grab who it was who made this point. But... rice was clearly the third of three of of the big three weapons of Kelsey and Pacheco and rice. I mean, MVS ended up with more receiving yards today than, than rice did. That's not the only metric, certainly, but rice, remember he came up after getting sandwiched and like he took a shot to the ribs. He he was looking a little bit gimpy after that. And I believe what somebody just pointed out was that he only had one catch after that one. Um, so certainly hope. And at this point, expect that he'll be in good shape next week for Baltimore, but think about Rasheed Rice going through all of that and uh, needing even more guys to step up in his stead and, and trying to spread the wealth a little bit that way. The Chiefs get it done, get the victory, and Andy Reid is going back to the AFC championship game yet again. Patrick Mahomes played his first game on the road in the playoffs, and he has never not made an AFC championship game. We'll take a timeout when we come back. We'll hear from QB1 what Patrick Mahomes had to say after the Chiefs beat the Bills 27-24. to
0: the four first and goal deep in buffalo territory mahomes in the gun four man front there's the shotgun snap handoff pacheco knifing his way touchdown he gets in over the left guard he just had a burst and it gives kansas city six touchdown run isaiah pacheco that's the fifth lead change and the chiefs lead it 26 to 24
1: The go-ahead touchdown, Isaiah Pacheco's touchdown, and our play of the game for you right there. Brought to you by the Central Bank of the Midwest. At Central Bank of the Midwest, every customer is a first-round draft pick. Central Bank of the Midwest, strong roots, endless possibilities. Member FDIC. Pacheco was stupendous in this game tonight. Really relied on in so many ways on the ground, and as we've talked about early in the season, many stops along the way this season, gave the Chiefs an easy button. Something they could go back to consistently and say, hey, what can we do that maybe doesn't have this offense living and dying On Mahomes being perfect, the offensive line not being able to make a mistake, finding your wiggle room along those self-inflicted wounds, Pacheco has really made life easier for this offense, and he was fantastic yet again tonight. We will uh, chat with Matt Derrick about what he saw in this game momentarily. But first, it's time to hear from the quarterback. Patrick Mahomes was at the podium just a bit ago, and his press conference is brought to you by Robert Brogdon's Olathe Buick GMC and Olathe Kia. Brought to you uh, by, again, brought to you by Brogdon. Get a worry-free money-back guarantee on new vehicles when you buy from Brogdon. Visit BrogdonAutomotive.com. Mahomes driving the offense all night tonight. He opened up by answering a pretty simple question, kicking off this uh, first back and forth. You'll hear how fun was that.
9: Yeah, that was fun. Um, I love Arrowhead, but uh, it's always fun when you get to come together as a team and really just be like y'all versus first, first everybody and get the win. So uh, it's always great to be in great environments and find a way to win. But speak the yeah, turning field goals into touchdowns. So. Yeah, yeah so, I mean, I mean that's important. We knew it was going to be important because how good Josh is and how good their offense is. Um, we were going to have to turn some of these field goals into touchdowns. Whenever we did have field goals, Harrison knocked them through. I mean, those were some tough field goals into the win. Um, and then um, we were able to execute and score touchdowns. Obviously, I missed the, both the corner routes, one to Travis and one to MBS. Um, but other than that, I thought we did a great job of executing the red zone. the MBS Yeah, I mean, I, I they play a lot of man coverage, and, and you know, when you play man coverage in playoff football, and they put that much attention on Travis, and they have a little attention on Rashid as well. And other guys got to make plays, and we've seen NBS in playoff games make a lot of big plays happen. And uh, no matter what's happened all year long, he's kept the, me- the mindset, the mentality, that he's going to keep working and working um, for moments like this. And uh, he did a great job, uh, made some big-time catches, and uh, had a big game.
1: I mean, getting that from MVS in this game, the year he has had, is absolutely ridiculous and perfectly fitting because somebody has to step up outside of just those big three, and and tonight it was MVS and a couple of big plays. Really, really huge, and and it got a perfect way for him to get a little bit of redemption for the year that has been. Uh, Then Mahomes goes on to talk about you know winning on the road a little bit more, how the Chiefs have been so efficient on the road. But first, what did he say to Josh Allen after the game?
9: Yeah, man, I it, a it, heck of a year, man. Uh, its I mean, I've, I've been on the other side of that. Uh, it's tough. You put in so much effort and work every single game um, to play in these playoff games, and he played his tail off. Um, and and gave, they gave him the chance to win the games. Uh, we were just able to come out with a win in the end. Um, but that's two great football teams, uh, two great um, offense and defense and everything uh, going at it, and uh, we were able to come out on top this week. Patrick, this was the first one on the road in the playoffs. Some people were
0: wondering how you guys can handle that. How, how did that make you?
9: Yeah, I mean, I think guys. Yeah, I think guys it a challenge. Um, I mean, obviously, I mean, I'll, I'll say that we played the Super Bowl in Tampa Bay. We lost that one. I didn't like to bring that one up, but I mean, it's it's we played basically road road playoff games before. Um, but uh, I mean, we just come in with the same mindset. If we're going to come together, put our best foot forward, and see if we can come out with a win. That takes uh, the mentality throughout the week. It takes every single play executing, and um, we did a great job of that today, and we're able to score enough to win. Patrick, guys, been so efficient. Um, I think it's that um, guys come together. I mean, we I love I love being Arrowhead. I I, I love being Arrowhead and playing in front of that crowd. Um, but when you're on the road, it's 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 you versus them. It's you versus everybody in the stadium. And you have to come together as a team, and the guys do that. And uh, you saw that in the game today. I think that's why I spoke well. I threw three quarters offensively. We were moving the ball up and down the field, but we got shut down in the fourth quarter. Um, and I, I went over to the, the defense and I told them, I said, y- y- "Y'all shut it down, and we'll win this football game. We'll go home, we'll go to the SEC championship game." Um, and they did. They could go into that fourth quarter and. Um, I told him next time I'll try to tell them earlier. If I can tell them like halftime to do that, and they're going to shut them out from there. Um, no, but it was a, it was a, a team win, and that's what you need, in playoffs.
1: That's true. I mean, that that's not it's not just pleasantries or just coach speaking cliches and everything. You really do need both sides of the ball to show up there, and the Chiefs got that from each side of the football today. You had the offense doing enough, breaking the uh, the 24-point barrier that has often kind of been a pretty safe watermark for the Chiefs this year. I guess just the one exception, right? Going back to the uh, the Packers game. But the Chiefs did enough offensively. They got enough from their defense. It was not easy. It was not dominant. But it was a victory that sends them to the AFC Championship game. Next here, again, talking more about playing in Buffalo, uh, the day of Travis Kelsey breaking that playoff record we, uh, we we played to the highlights for earlier. But first, what is it like from Mahomes' perspective? Is he able to appreciate epic games like this one in the moment?
9: I, I do, honestly. Um, every time I go up against Josh, I know that it's going to come down to the end just because of the competitor that he is and the players that he is. Um, same when I go against Joe, when I go against Lamar, all these guys. Um, and I know how, how much fire they have, and they're not going to give up to the very end. And um, you appreciate that stuff. I mean, these are the games I watched growing up. Um, the great quarterbacks going up against each other with great football teams, great organizations. Um, and that's what I remember. So hopefully I'm making, like I said earlier week, hopefully we're making those memories for other little kids that are growing up watching football. Sure. Hey, Patrick, uh, you and Travis combined for a record, Bass and Brady and, and Gronk. How special was that? What was the, the plan, I, I guess, for, for Travis in this game? Yeah, no, um, we always we always emphasize getting the ball to Travis. Um, but passing anything that's great and in it is, is special. Because uh, those are two of the greatest players. I mean, Tom is the greatest player and one of the greatest tight ends of, of all time. And so those are great, and postseason players. Um, and so to be mentioning that and, and passing that, you, you appreciate that. I mean, it speaks to Travis and his work and being, being able to go out there and make plays in big games. Um, but uh, we always emphasize getting Travis the ball. He did a great job of getting himself open. And then once they started putting a lot of attention on him, other guys like NBS make plays. And so that's what it takes. It takes everybody, um, everybody to make plays in order to win playoff games. Patrick, I know you love Arrowhead, but were you excited with the challenge? I was very excited. Uh, it just, I mean, honestly, it wasn't even like a negative thing. I, I, it, was, it was going to be a great environment. Uh, being in here in Buffalo, I'd heard about it. Obviously, I played here, but not with the fans. I knew the fans were going to be rowdy, to be hostile. But you appreciate the greatness of of organizations and going in and week week in and week out and packing the stadium and being being fans. I mean, that's what it's all about. Um, and so, I, I obviously love playing Arrowhead, uh, but it is cool to go on the road in a playoff game and uh, be able to come up with it.
8: I
1: I think that's the only part of the whole, like, Mahomes on the Road story that that really did anything for me this week, is that it is different, and I can see it being exciting in that way, like, to have the chance to go on the road and to be the person that that fills the stadium with surrender cobras. You know, fans of the hands on their heads, like, making their arms in the sort of hood of a snake with surrender cobra. Or you saw the Bills fans weeping as the Chiefs left the field, winning that game, as the field goal goes wide right at the end. I imagine that there are two very different kinds of incredible emotional feelings being the quarterback of the football team that either sends your home stadium erupting with joy or brings an opposing stadium crumbling down in silence. And I, I really do believe that Mahomes was excited for the opportunity to test out that second one, and they uh, they did exactly that tonight. One more clip here from Mahomes talking about the communication, the noise in Buffalo, the AFC championship game streak. All of that follows first, him talking about throwing touchdowns to Travis Kelsey.
9: Yeah, I know. Um, I missed two corner routes. One, I let it drift inside a little bit. I'm not going to a little bit with the wind. And then the other one, I let it drift past MBS, but I thought that was going to really hurt us because how, how their offense was playing. Um, but we were able to get back get back to it. It was actually different coverage. And they just ended up dropping Travis and kind of eyes the guy to the corner to the to out route and then gave the Trav um, wide open. Um, and so I knew I couldn't miss that unless I fell right in his face. Right, I was I was was, by, by Patrick, what does it mean to be an AFC championship game for a sixth right here? Yeah, I mean, you would appreciate it. Um, you really do. I mean, just, just run, be a part of this organization. Um, and to be in the B, championship game, AFC championship game, I mean that's what you try to do every single season. Why do you work in OTAs? Why do you work out in the off season and, and come to, and grind every single day? Um, and we know it's gonna be a great challenge, but our goal is, is to get to the Super Bowl, and that's gonna take everything we have this next week because it's a great Ravens team that we're going up against. Okay. You good? Pat, um, Last one, Last one,
0: okay,
10: Patrick, on, on your second half
11: opening pass to Marquez, he, he said there was uh, a whole lot of stuff that you guys couldn't communicate because of guys on defense that give your signals. Can you just take us through how, how you guys did communicate on that play yeah. and, and we, the meaning of that play?
9: I think he just knew when I was yelling at him. I was trying to yell at him to let him know, but I didn't want to signal. They got like two ex-Chiefs quarterbacks over there, and I've changed the signals a lot, but uh, I, was, I was a little worried that they would have an idea of what we were doing, so I was kind of like mouthing it to him because he couldn't hear me. I mean, luckily, he, he, he ran what I wanted him to run and made a heck of a catch on it.
11: And that play, I mean, what does it speak to about your communication with him and, and, and how it helped you guys get, get things started in the second half? Yeah, game?
9: man, I, I got trust in, I got trust in 11 men. I mean, he, he comes to work every single day. Um, and even though he's gotten some hate from outside the building, we trust him and love him here. And we know he's going to make big plays whenever his number's called. Um, and he did that today in a, a big game. And we're going to try to carry that momentum in the next week.
1: I mean, look, when you're getting the MVS, I think he knew what I was yelling, even though he couldn't actually hear it. There, there's a heat check for you for what this Chiefs offense has brought. I mean, that right there is legitimately special. That everything that has come through this season, all of the times we have heard Mahomes talk about, trusting 11, wanting to keep going back to Marquez, all of those things, tonight he had to do it again, he did it again, and in the biggest stage so far this season, MVS held it in. He made Mahomes right. He justified that trust. They were able to stay on the same page. And the Chiefs go back to the AFC Championship game yet again. It's an unbelievable streak, a historic run, and a tremendous place to be in. But it's where we're at right now here in Kansas City. The center of the NFL universe. Weirdly, not hosting the A.S.T. Championship game this time, but going back to it this time in Baltimore, and it seems like Patrick Mahomes is just fine taking this show on the road. I'm going to go ahead, and we we heard from Isaiah Pacheco a little bit earlier, we played you his touchdown, I'm going to make him the recipient of the green light here today, Pacheco, Mahomes, Kelsey, MVS even Rasheed Rice, some of the guys on the defense. There are plenty of people who could have earned this. It's really a team award tonight in a lot of ways, but I am going to give the green light to Isaiah Pacheco for his performance tonight. Uh, 15 carries for 97 yards, 6.5 yards per carry. Also caught a pass, getting him over 100 yards all-purpose tonight. He gets the green light, brought to you by Green Light Dispensary. Outstanding customer service, superior products, and continuously voted Missouri's best. Open seven days a week. Find a location near you today at greenlightdispensary.com. We'll take a timeout and come back and chat with Matt Derrick of Chiefs Digest. What did he see in this game tonight? We'll break it all down with Matt next in the Sports Radio 810 WHB Post Game Show. Tyler
0: Bass will try a 44-yard field goal to tie. The wind at back. The snap is good, the ball put down, the kick is up, and no good! Wide right, wide right! The Bills kicker missed a field goal, wide right! Jubilation for the Chiefs' sideline! One forty-three to go! Bass missing wide right from 44!
5: He pushed it right. It looked like he wanted it to hook in from the right post, and I don't know if it was the wind or he miss hit it, But it just violently moved right like a slice in golf.
1: Nobody better than Kevin Harlan. And that, we may have to fudge the definition a little bit. But that is our defensive play of the game brought to you by Slegal Fence. Josh, is that really defensive? It's sort of special teams, isn't it? Well, I'm talking about fence, defense, Slegal Fence. It's a heck of a special teams play. Uh, As the Chiefs had the fake punt stopped earlier on, there they get a little help from the wind, from the slice, from the effort, from the defense leading up to that point. I stand by the decision. That's our defensive play of the game, brought to you by Slagle Fence. Slagle Fence, as Kansas City's preferred fence company, has been serving the KC Metro areas for over a decade, offering security and style. Call 816-863-6159 or go to slaglefence.com for your free estimate. Drew Tranquil has tweeted, and I did not think that that was necessarily going to be a thing that was going to lead into me reading anything interesting tonight. I don't know how often Drew Tranquil tweets, but he tweeted tonight. He uh, he tweeted, I caught the snowball. If it didn't break in my hand, it was getting launched right back at him. We'd beat them in a snowball fight too. Truth is, my four-year-old throws a meaner snowball than Bill's Mafia. Hashtag Chief Kingdom. I don't know what the velocity that uh, Matt Derrick can deliver a snowball at is, but I know it's time to talk to him right now. Matt Derrick of ChiefsDigest.com and the 41 is the Mike podcast with Nick Jacobs with uh, KSHB 41. Matt Derrick in the post game shows brought to you by Cap One Lending. The freedom loan at Cap One Lending is the exclusive loan that lets you uh, pay off your, helps you pay off your home in less than half the time and gives you access to your home's equity without having to refinance. Go to Cap One Cap1Lending.com. That's cap one lendingcom Matt, never a dull moment, but after all of this, everything the Chiefs have delivered so far this season, they're going back to the AFC Championship game yet again.
12: Yeah, I mean, just exactly as we all thought all season long, right, Josh? <laughs> I mean, uh, never a doubt any, any step of the way, right?
1: I had some doubts and some concerns. You know, I, I did know that MVS was going to have a nice 60-some-yard game in the divisional round to help them punch their ticket. I mean, we all knew that was going to happen.
12: Well, of course. I mean, it's playoff MVS. I mean, he's he's a shark. <laughs> uh, just, just, there's no doubt about that. I mean, this, this team, I mean, I, we've been, I think, talking about it and consistently have been saying for a while. Uh, a first-round flameout wouldn't have surprised us. A, a trip to the AFC Championship game, the trip to the Super Bowl wouldn't surprise us. I mean, this team just has had a, to me, a wide range of possible outcomes all season long, and uh, now we're seeing kind of fruition of it. They're playing their best football at the right time, especially offensively. Um, we'll see if it goes any, how much further they can take it. But this is a, a team right now that's doing what they have to do to get where they want to be.
1: What's the story tonight for you? What's the first one at least? There are plenty of places that I think tell the story of this game altogether. But your your lead from tonight is what.
12: Uh, To me, I I think it's just a continuation of something that we've seen over the last month, which to me is um, Patrick Mahomes embracing the role of game manager, Mm. uh, but just taking it to a higher level. Uh, That was a darn near perfect performance tonight. I don't think that there was um, really any mistakes that you could quibble with. I mean, did did he miss a receiver? Maybe at some point, but... I don't think it's worth arguing about. Uh, His decision-making was on target. Um, The numbers weren't gaudy, but they were brutally efficient. Um, And the one thing that he wants to do more than anything, and and, and as much as I say it was a game-managing performance, the thing that stands out the most to me is that the one thing that this team had the most trouble doing all season long was throwing the ball downfield and over 20 yards tonight, Mahomes was 4 of 4 for a hundred or for, for 8, 4 of 4 for 84 yards and a touchdown. Hmm. Um, I mean, and Josh, Josh Allen on the other hand, 0 for 4. Um, that to me, the, 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 the difference between those two quarterbacks, that was it tonight
1: let's wax poetic a little bit then you know you're a writer and everything so go go ahead and write verbally for us i suppose um w- cuz in all seriousness like the the chief's entire existence pre mahomes a- AFC Championship games felt like crazy aspirations in most years. They felt like mockery. It was just like, well, that's just not something we have to worry about. You know, playoff football in late January. And now, literally, since Mahomes got to town, he he hasn't he has not had his season end before an AFC Championship game. Can you put that into some form of context?
12: I I really can't because it absolutely defies reason and logic to me and and, an understanding because I don't, I mean, I'm not used to this. I mean, I grew up, you know, during the eighties and nineties. I mean, my, my earliest memories of the chiefs are, you know, I, I was, I was born two months after the 1971, or actually two months before, excuse me, two months before the 1971 game against the Dolphins that went into double overtime. And by and large large, was pretty much the closing of the the first great dynasty of the Chiefs era of the 60s Um, when, hey, they were arguably one of, if not maybe the best team of the AFL and had an absolutely amazing team of future Hall of Famers. And, you know, then there was that one brilliant year, Joe Montana in 1993, you dreamed that maybe the Chiefs could go to the Super Bowl because they were in the AFC Championship game against Buffalo at Buffalo, and you know, ever since then, my you know my my long my until the Patrick Mahomes era began, the strongest memory of my Chiefs era was watching Joe Montana you know with his head in his hands in Buffalo trying to remember what day it was mm. after getting concussed on the concrete of that god-awful turf <laughs> that <laughs> Buffalo used to have back in the day. Um, so that, to me, was it. I mean, the, this, the idea that the Chiefs could go to six AFC Championship games, I'm still not sure it's real. Yeah. I mean, I I I mean, I imagine I'm going to wake up tomorrow and Thanos will have flipped his fingers. <laughs> and I'll find out that, no, I mean, uh, Buffalo took Patrick Mahomes at number 10 in the draft, and they've gone to six AFC Championship team games and are playing Baltimore next week for... A, you know, trying to get a third ring. I mean, it just it seems absolutely unreal at times.
8: Yeah, it,
1: it really does. And it's something that I, I know I'm a broken record on, but I will just keep being a broken record on the topic of like, holy bleep, this is all ridiculous. And please, please don't overlook, you know, six in a row because six in a row becomes sort of normal. None of this was ever normal until until those six years ago. And uh, it still seems absolutely Absolutely ridiculous. Um, what about the uh, the defensive side of the ball for you tonight? I mean, obviously the middle of the field and the running game were both problems, and problems hand in hand for the Chiefs' defense for long stretches. And then after the Bills got what ended up being their last score of the night, that the Chiefs did everything you could ask. I think defensively, uh, despite a couple of plays being very very close to putting the game back in Buffalo's favor, what do you what do you say about the winding road the Chiefs' defense took tonight?
4: Yeah, I mean, it was
12: kind of consistent with what happens with this defense. I mean, there, there have been times that they've had rough first half, and, and this was another one to give up 17 points in the first half, and you're thinking to yourself, okay, well, maybe this is the the night that the Chiefs defense kind of gets beat a little bit. But I I assumed and believed that, that – Steve Spagnuolo and his staff was going to come up with some adjustments in the second half, and they do that. And what happens? They give up seven points. That's what they've been doing all season. If an offense has been able to figure them out in the first half, they go back to school, figure out what's going wrong, diagram up some solutions, and do things differently. And that, you know, first drive of the second half, you see them come out, and you know they're playing a lot of four-three. They've got Leo Chenal, who's you know, spying Josh Allen. I mean, they were mixing things up. And then that ground game that you know, Buffalo was running the ball so effectively absolutely shut down in the second half. Uh, I mean, that, that to me is just, once again, the, this defense is so resilient. I mean, I'm not sure that certainly, even though Kansas City's had some good defenses, and you know in the 1990s they were some great defenses that they had back in those days. I, I'm not sure if this isn't the best Chiefs defense in a half century. I mean, we yeah. might have to go back to the '60s and start, you know, getting Buck Buchanan and those, getting Buddy Bell out there. You know, starting to figure out, you know, who Bobby Bell. You start getting all, all those Hall of Famers out there. I mean, because you know, what? there's probably a bunch of Hall of Famers on this defense too. Um, could, I mean, you get enough rings and you play long enough, there's going to be some guys on that de- this defense wearing gold jackets. Chris Jones among them. Um, you know that I, this this defense is just so resilient. They they even if they get got, they seem to find solutions. We've not yet seen the game where this team just really gets beat defensively. They're still the only team in the NFL all season hasn't given up thirty points in the game. They stiffened once again against the the Bills this time and keep them down. Give get, get and, and once again, I mean, as my 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 cohort on my podcast, Nick Jacobs keeps saying, you get to twenty five. Chiefs gonna win. I mean, that's all it takes. Twenty five points in the game, that's a winner. And tonight, Chiefs got got up there. They got the twenty five. They get the win.
1: And we even we even saw it from the special teams in this game. I was nervous when you know Dave Tobe talked about this all being return season, going back to the Dolphins game because you know the cold air affects the football and the Bills for a little bit look like they may end up having a left footed punter, and instead they run out their injured punter, and the Chiefs don't end up with the you know muff punt that kills you. They do get. The fake punt stuff. They do have, I mean, and I don't know how much effort uh, on their side was it was to be blamed or thanked for the miss at the end, but it, it really, a, ascending coach speak and quarterback speak, th- this really does feel like it's a game where all angles of the team, all sides of the ball get legitimate credit for keeping everybody else in it, and then the the, the fourth quarter, all three phases get their hand on the ball. No, no pun intended.
12: And, you know, and you, there's probably some arguments that the Bills fans would make and Bills observers would say, you know, as far as opportunities they had to win this game and certainly, I mean, even, even the field goal at the end, there's a chance that you could just get the tie and get it to overtime. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, I I think I look at it the other way, though. I mean, I think I saw, you know, there were a few opportunities that the Chiefs missed to just put this game away, yep. and that might be the one takeaway, the nervous takeaway you, you walk away from this game as the Chiefs' standpoint and say is that, you know what, they didn't take advantage of all their opportunities. As good of a game they played, they they left some plays on the field. Nicole uh, Hardman left a play on the field. Um, you nearly get a turnover there in the second half. If you just maybe fall on the ball rather than trying to make a bigger play, maybe you get that turnover. I mean, there's two plays right there that Certainly, at least, cost the Chiefs seven points. Maybe, maybe more. Uh, maybe they're able to take that turnover and convert that into points. And suddenly, all of a sudden, he's the, the Chief maybe he's put thirty-four, thirty-eight on the board. You're, you're all of a sudden you're just feeling completely different about the outcome of this game and and their chances going to next week. So, yeah, like I said, it wasn't necessarily a perfect game for me, but
2: it was
12: the best probably overall outcome. For this team, as far as all three phases in a long time,
1: I, I think it is explicitly an imperfect game. I mean, there's there's no way around it that there were opportunities left, there were very close calls, there were shockingly frustrating moments. Um, let, let's let's circle around a couple of those real quick. Obviously, the Hardman fumble through the end zone is just the kind of thing that nightmares are made of. But when you when you do look at the self inflicted wounds we've talked about so many times. I, we, I mean, look, we, we talked about this going into the Dolphins game, saying, hey, you don't have to play perfect football, just cleaner, and they did. Coming into this game for me, it wasn't, hey, you don't have to be perfect football, but cleaner than the Dolphins game even. The Chiefs absolutely could have ended this game much earlier than they did, but it, the fact also that it's like a Justin Watson drop early and then Hardman's mistakes later on— if they just keep running this offense through Rice, Kelsey, and Pacheco, and and I don't, I think Rice only had one catch after he came up. Gimpy, kind of holding his ribs. I don't know. If, I don't know if they're going to win in Baltimore next week. But if if things are planned for Mahomes, Kelsey, Rice, Pacheco, I, I think that is sustainable. I don't. I don't know. But it, it doesn't. It doesn't make the the fumble through the end zone any less frustrating. No,
12: but, you know, and we talked about this, I think, from the zone on Friday, you know, that, hey, the Chiefs have a triumvirate right now. I mean, it's not just, and I think that's the key, is that this is not just Mahomes trying to put this offense on his back and take it as far as he can. It's it's Mahomes realizing that he's got three cohorts that are really good that he can lean on, that he's leaning on Travis Kelsey. He's leaning on Rasheed Rice. He's leaning on Isaiah Pacheco. Um, It's. You know, it kind of reminds me of the good old days of, you know, your best friend, Troy Aikman, and <laughs> the, the triplets and triplets in Dallas. You know, I mean, it's kind of that little group that uh, he's got right now that he can lean on. And it doesn't have to be. This is not – we have to accept that you know, there are some flaws that this team has, one of the flaws that they have. And it's, I don't think it's entirely their fault. I mean, some of it is that defenses have a pretty good plan about what to do against the Chiefs to try and take – what they do best away. And so this is not necessarily a Chiefs offense that is, one, built, and and two, complementary football-wise, this is not, you know, I mean, if this offense was putting up 400 yards a game, that'd probably be great. But I tell you what, I bet the defense would be giving up a lot more yards, too, because that would not be complementary football to what this defense is doing even today was not necessarily great complimentary football because there was a there was a very big imbalance between the number of plays run between these two teams and yeah. that could have been costly yeah because you know you get your defense out there for you know 80 90 plays which Chiefs were close to doing i mean that's just a, a recipe for disaster i mean you keep your defense out there long enough they're going to get worn out and they're going to get beat now you're just hoping that you know the the you know maybe that the Wear down that they got today doesn't haunt them next week. Is just you know being too much work tonight to get that win, and now you go up against maybe an even more physical, punishing offense next week against Baltimore, and that hurts you. Uh, we'll, we'll see, but and then remember the Ravens will have an extra day of rest, mm. so we we know how big that is, especially because you've had two days of rest, and it certainly looked to help them out tonight. Um, we'll see, but that that could have been a, a disaster, but they dodged that bullet and. Yeah, I mean, like I said, both teams could probably make an argument that they left plays on the table. And you're right. I mean, two things can be true. This can be the best all-around game that the Chiefs have played in quite a while, and they still left plays on the field.
8: Yep.
1: I I think that's true. And it is hilarious to note uh, that the Chiefs and Bills played almost perfectly balanced football in terms of run pass splits between the two. Uh, This is including six Mahomes runs for the Chiefs and obviously uh, 12 uh, Allen runs. But counting the quarterback runs... Allen often designed, Mahomes often not, and I think including some kneel downs. The Chiefs ended up with 23 pass attempts and 24 runs, which balances off nicely with the Bills, who had the same number of passing attempts and rushing attempts. They had 39 apiece. <laughs> they had 39 passes, 39 runs. The Chiefs, 23 passes, and 24 runs. Again, I think that's counting the kneel downs and all of that as well. So um, that that imbalance is wild. And, uh, again, the Chiefs could have put this thing away a whole lot earlier. It's crazy. A, a crazy and appropriately uh, weird game, you could say.
12: You may have talked about this, but, but someone else alerted to me this. I just have to bring it up. The Chiefs, until that kneel down at the end... Had only faced four third downs all night
1: long. That's amazing. I did not. That, know that
12: is absolutely unreal. I mean, they were only one of four on those third downs, but the fact that they never needed a third
6: is
1: pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, that is unreal. There are a couple of drives that I, where I wrote down, like you know. With the third down situations, where man, they're just not—they're not even getting the third down very often. But four up until the kneel downs is wild.
12: Yeah, ab- absolutely crazy to me. Uh, but you're right. I mean, they didn't. I mean, and, and, and you know, that comes back to the the play and balance imbalance. The uh, what the Bills I think had was it five drives of eleven or more plays, and the Chiefs only had one drive that went ten yards, ten plays. You know, everything else was less than 10 plays. So, I mean, but that was just how, when you're averaging nine yards a play, you know, you don't need third downs and you don't have long drives.
1: Uh, I got two things for you, Matt. Uh, here's, here's your penultimate question. First, Looking ahead to Chiefs-Ravens next week. Lines open up here at Chiefs plus three in Baltimore. Uh, a little bit of plus money, money line, all of that. But uh, We don't know about Joe Tooney. We know we're waiting on a, 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 an MRI on his pec still. Uh, Mike Edwards enters concussion protocol. Willie Gay with a neck. Uh, I don't know if we know where that came from. That popped up yesterday. But real quick, I, I, we don't need predictions or anything. But where, where should Chiefs fans be at right now in terms of the Chiefs going to Baltimore next week?
12: I mean if you're if the oddsmakers are talking about a three point line in favor of the Ravens, I mean one thing that tells you is that they view this a game as a toss up yeah. that that's that's three points to the home team so um and I think that's about right i mean and you know and I think that's at this point, I think that's an acknowledgement of what you know Vegas and the oddsmakers think of the chiefs and that that's respect. Uh, I think I know people would probably say, Hey, the chiefs are in their sixth straight AFC championship game. defend defending champs. Why aren't they the favorite? Well, they're on the road against a really good team that had a better season than they did. And the odds makers are saying that it's the coin toss. I think that probably is respect. Yeah. Um, now that's not the way that I'm sure the chiefs will spend it in the locker room this week, because they clearly embrace the underdog role this week. And they definitely embrace being the villains and, We'll see. I mean, if they can they can spark another you know fan base to, to come after him this week, uh, that's all the motivation I think that this Chiefs team needs because that's probably an under-discussed uh, aspect of this game. I know it, maybe it's getting a little bit of tension, but there's no doubt. I mean, especially uh, you, look at some of the interaction that Chris Jones was having with Bills fans even before the game. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the game when that Chiefs defense was just kind of Facing off against the Bills Mafia, um, there's no doubt. I mean, they they wanted they wanted to take it out on that fan base tonight, and then they did. And so, we'll see if this Chiefs team can figure out a way to to pick a fight with the the Ravens flock or whatever they call themselves this week.
8: Last thing,
1: when was the last time you were drunk enough you took off your shirt? Um,
12: technically, never. Yeah. Uh, because I've I've just never been that drunk, man.
1: Yeah, I don't think I have mm-hmm. either, and I didn't think you had either. But I felt like if there was a time, I can you can you envision? Here, here's here's where I'm at. I, I am now kind of envious. Of, I don't want to be the shirtless guy at a freezing cold football game just to like show how tough I am, but Jason Kelsey shirtlessly photo bombing pictures of like Taylor Swift in the suite is the funniest thing maybe to come out of this entire NFL season. It, it's like truly unbelievable that the photos and everything of of Kelsey in the suite, out of the suite, climbing in and out of the suite. All absolute art, and I'm a little bit envious of that circumstance. I don't know that I'm ever going to have a chance to do anything that cool.
12: No, I mean I know I won't, and I definitely won't look as cool because um, I don't. I don't quite have the the the, the dad bod NFL physique that mm-hmm. Jason Kelsey does. So if I took my shirt off and started celebrating like that, um, man, it would not be anything anybody wants to see. Um, but I did almost take a screenshot of that and just tweet it with the message um this is me if mizzou ever wins a national championship
1: okay so that that's what i want right there is setting the line of what is it gonna take so now we know i'm not a particular mizzou fan i i, I tend to root for you know i want you to be happy i will i will also shirtlessly celebrate a, a mizzou title with you if uh, if that's what it takes
12: well, I mean, I've 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 made this claim, and I think it you know it tells you how much faith I have in this claim coming true <laughs> that I I will streak through power and light if Mizzou ever wins a national
4: championship.
1: I think that I am going to see if I can go donate to an NIL fund or something. I I, I gotta try to do something to take to take that fate into our own hands. And uh, and look, while I, I also don't have the uh, NFL Hall of Fame center physique that that takes, I do have the chest hair, and, and I did appreciate Jason putting that out there. I, I, at the very least, I've got you know an absolutely hateful Halloween costume lining up for myself. Maybe
12: do you you've got the stern bush to pull that off. So. <laughs> the what?
1: Stern Bush. I've never heard it called that before. Never heard that? <laughs> nope, but but I have now, and now Dylan's heard it, and so now we might hear it again on Friday.
12: <laughs> I can only hope.
1: A lot of, we didn't even talk about Dion Bush. There's so many Bushes we could have talked about tonight, and so we're talking about mine. What? Pause, as Chris Jones would say, and did say multiple times matt thank you as always uh i very much look forward to our chatting on friday in the zone we get to look forward to chiefs and ravens uh and uh, we get to do this at least one more time at least one more postgame show for us which i feel like is only appropriate as well
12: and i mean i just don't feel like a season really ends josh until you and i are on the on the radio at like two o'clock in the morning after a super bowl game so i still think we ought to do that regardless of whether or
1: not the Chiefs make it. I You know, if it ends up being Lions-Ravens or Niners-Ravens or whatever, and if you want me to, to saunter on in here at 2 a.m. to bust into some national coverage so we can just sort of sadly discuss the Super Bowl, I'm willing to do that. I will be shirtless, though, so...
12: Oh, I, I well, I'll, I'll I, I, I won't streak because it's on the Mizzou National Championship, but I'll do it. I'll do it shirtless for the Twitch folks.
1: Hey, you know what? That I don't. I don't even know if that would be in terms of service violation or not. I feel like that's worth trying and uh, worth worth risking a little bit of trouble for. Thank you, Matt. Thanks, Joshua. Take care. That is the as far as you know, fully clothed Matt Derrick of ChiefsDigest.com. He's on the phone though, so I mean, let the uh, theater of the minds... Bring whatever mystery it has to you, I suppose. Read his work at ChiefsDigest.com and uh, check out 41 is the mic with Nick Jacobs. He's brought to you by Cap One Lending. The Freedom Loan of Cap One Lending is the exclusive loan that helps you pay your home off in less than half the time and gives you access to your home's equity without having to refinance. Go to CapOneLending.com. Then, in another tab, open up ChiefsDigest.com and go check out Matt's work there. We'll take a time out, come back, and uh, discuss a few more things things around this game that are worth knowing about, plus uh, maybe just a little glimpse ahead, plus a glimpse at history. The Sports Radio 810 WHB Post Game Show rolls on, coming up next. From the Buffalo 3, shotgun snip, it's a pitch
0: out, it's a... Uh run to the near side it is grabbed on the play by Hardman, ran to the pylon Chiefs think he got it cross he was hit, the ball was jarred free he and the ball are out of bounds at the 1, or did the ball go in the end zone on a fumble? If if the ball went into the end zone
5: with his impetus jet sweep, the ball's out of the end zone which will take it to the 20 they're going to have to look at this his butt cheek was down, but I couldn't tell if the ball was out or not
0: the ball came loose in the player's possession before it was hit at the ground. The ball then rolled through the pan zone. It is a touchback. spot.
9: It's Buffalo's ball.
1: That was ugly. It felt like that should have been a moment that put this game right in the Chiefs' control. Instead, they give it back to Buffalo. We had no choice but for that to be our ugly play of the game. Brought to you by We Buy Ugly Houses. Look, first and foremost, let me tell you that putting your situation in the hands of We Buy Ugly Houses will end less disastrously than that did. Good hands to put your situation in the folks at we buy ugly houses cuz owning a house can be a problem, an ugly problem. Repairs, taxes, mowing the yard. Let we buy ugly houses be the solution. Call 1-800-44-BUYER or go to webuyuglyhouses.com. Really appreciate the folks at we buy ugly houses also giving us a chance to uh, to highlight some of the silly plays that happen in a game-to-game basis and in this case a very ugly one that did not end up being a harbinger of things to come certainly could have been a moment where it melted down, but the Chiefs rallied from there, hold on from there, and beat the Bills 27-24. to 24. Look, we are uh, now on the other side of 11 o'clock here, and the Chiefs are, I'm sure, celebrating in Buffalo before we'll begin talking about the Ravens in the days to come by the way, you'll hear that game, Chiefs-Ravens, the AFC Championship game, will be right here on your home for the NFL next weekend, Sports Radio 810, WHB. But first, a brief history lesson, if you will. I want to talk about conference championship games with the time we have left tonight. The Chiefs, to this point in their history, according to Pro Football Reference here, played played eight conference championship games. They played in one in 1966, in the 67-year, 66 season, beat the Bills before losing to the Packers in that Super Bowl. Then they played in another one before going on and beating the Vikings to win that Super Bowl. They did not see another conference championship game. They played one in the 1969 season, won in January of 1970. 1970 en route to the Super Bowl, the Chiefs did not see another conference championship game until they lost to the Bills in January of 1994. I was not born when that game happened. I was about 11 months out. In fact, I was exactly 11 months out from making my debut into this world. The Chiefs won a conference championship, won the franchises at the time, and for a long while, only Super Bowl. They went back after the 93 season and then did not return to the AFC Championship game until Patrick Mahomes took them there in his first year as the starting quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs. That was in 2018. Then every single year since then, their season has gone no shorter than to the AFC Championship game. And with their win tonight over the Buffalo Bills, that trend continues. Appreciate it. Enjoy it, Kansas City. We'll talk to you in the morning. Till then, bye mom.